You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Austin. I'm here with Michael. Hello. Moon Willow. And we are joined today with uh, one of my students and becoming a friend. Well, I'm more than a friend at this point. A, a very special guest. A very special guest. <laughs> uh, Frankie, also known as Chaotic Witch Aunt. So welcome, Frankie. Thank you for being with us. Yeah. Hi, thank you for having me. Uh, well, we are, we are very excited to have you. We're, um, yeah, when, when Austin... Uh, kind of suggested like, hey, we should like do an interview or do an episode with with uh, Chaotic Witch on with Frankie. I was like, oh my god, yes. And so um, yeah, so I'm 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 excited to to be able to talk with you. So um, so yes, thank you and welcome. Yeah, thank um, you so much. So I I wanted to as uh, um as you and I were kind of just chatting a few moments ago before the we started to record this episode. Um, I wanted to to, to kind of kind of fill you out a little bit on um. You know, kind of what what started your journey, I guess, into you know your own spiritual path, witchcraft, you know, the folk folk magic, all these things, all these things that you are so generous in sharing information on, mm-hmm. with with all your social media presences. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, what what started that for you? So I originally got interested in witchcraft and paganism when I was like sixteen or seventeen. Um, I remember it as being 16 and become becoming more spiritual at 16, but my first book of shadows entry was when I was 17. So a little bit of discrepancy there in my memory. Um, but I originally started just because I was interested in animal symbolism and how certain animals showed up to me. And when I was asking for certain forms of guidance, like uh, blue jays, foxes, and deer, which are still my very strong messenger animals to this day. Um, But I was very interested in that, and I kind of stumbled into the realm of, like, the Horned God and Wicca. And the first book I ever read was, like, the worst possible book you could read, which was, like, Scott Cunningham's Book of Shadows, where he talks about Silver Needle people at some point. And it was was an interesting start, but that's where I began. And I just began um, getting my information because I was you know, 16, not good at researching, would go on Tumblr and Pinterest and be like, this seems cool. Let's try it. So I made a lot of mistakes at the beginning of my practice. And then as I grew, I kind of had to rectify them throughout um, growing. Like uh, there was a lemon curse stuck in the gutter of my house for four years. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's something that I've talked about a couple of times online, just because I'm like, yeah, this is why you don't curse when you don't know what you're doing. Because I accidentally backfired it on my family for four years. Uh, They'll never let me live it down. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just where I started with curiosity in that area. Okay. And I think that's great. And, and, um, thank, you know, thank you for sharing that. It's, it's funny as you're relating those experience because, uh, or experiences, um, to me, because that kind of just confirms to me that so many of our, uh, all of our, kind of our origin stories as it would relate to witchcraft are so similar right mm-hmm. we all have those 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 things that we we go through that you know with the learning and those those kind of questionable resources that we first stumble upon when we're in our our you know the beginning of our mm-hmm. our path so um so it is so i just i love that because i think that's kind of a universal thing you know uh, i mean yeah lapsed wiccan here so yes lapsed wiccan yes. I, I i remember when so we we know that i grew up in it like i had my i had my great grandmother i had my mama um mm-hmm. 
But then I started studying Wicca. And so actually one of the first books I read, which was given to me by my, by my grandmother's Baptist preacher, was Wicca, a guide for the solitary practitioner. Um, you wouldn't think a Baptist preacher would do that, but he had like gone to school, he had a master's degree in theology. Mm-hmm. And so he could tell I wasn't connecting. And so I read that, got into it. And I remember uh, I was cleaning my room a couple months ago, need to clean it again. Um, and I found one of my very first books, Shadows. And I was like, oh, little baby Wiccan Austin. Oh, dear. Look at that. It's nice to revisit those things, though, I think, because that gives us an idea of how much we've grown. You know, like, I've, I've yeah. had those moments. I'm sure you have, too, right? If you look back on, you know, maybe yeah. the things you were writing. You know, even even as you mentioned, like, the books that we begin with, you know, by the time we're a few years into our practice, you know, like, we're we're really kind of... You know, we're, we're really, I think a lot of us are really into different, mm-hmm. different things and doing different yeah. things. So, yeah. Well, and part yeah. of the cool thing about talking about those things when it comes to the craft is we can see how we started with something that was so misappropriated, honestly. Like yeah. Wicca, misappropriated, right? Mm-hmm. And then we, as trying to be better human beings and better people and better witches in general, move past that to grow our craft beyond mm-hmm. that and to decolonize it <laughs> yeah. as, as, as is often the case you're you're kind of jumping the gun a little bit Sorry. on one of the things i wanted to talk to frankie about i'm still i'm gonna hold that thought i'm still gonna hold on to that until we, until pin in it. we get a, we get a little bit further into our episode so so mo- moving on one of the one of the things and again you know and i have i have a few questions for you just because i i will i will i love when i when i get the chance to see you kind of share your experience um what what inspired you? Uh, like, what what was it, or wh- when was that moment where you were like, I I want to take what I'm learning and doing, and I want to take my personal connection to this, and I want to share this with the world. Yeah, I genuinely di- downloaded, and I always say this: I downloaded TikTok in quarantine as like a joke because it's what everyone was doing. You're like, you should download TikTok, and I'm like, okay. And then I stumbled upon the community of witch talk. And when I first started, I was just like, wow, I've never been in a situation where there's a community here and I can be a part of that community. So I started creating content. And then as the kind of community grew, because it's grown a huge amount in the past year, um, it was definitely one of those things where I started noticing, like, I learned a lot, but I also noticed a lot of things that felt like misinformation. And I'm like, okay, let me start putting out content to combat that and bring these things and like bring a new perspective. And I've learned like an insane amount in the past year. I used to be a lot more hands-on and down with like my feet in the mud with misinformation on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, I moved my education to kind of YouTube and stayed over on that platform with beginner stuff. But you can't totally combat the misinformation on TikTok because it comes out so quickly and goes so so fast. Yeah. So you can either kind of ride it with a different perspective or ignore it and don't give it any attention. Okay. So like my big example of that normally is like the moon hexing. Like I 100% buy in, bought into that and then had to backtrack and be like, I, I, I don't know if I can curse. Can I curse? No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, I fucked up. There's not enough information here. This is bad. Let's backtrack. I apologize for adding fuel to the fire. And that was my first thing where I was like, no, definitely mess that up. Um, because my video got a bunch of traction and that's what got a lot of attention. And then wow. other people were doing it. And for me, I just kind of like did my normal TikTok thing, which was like make a dramatic video. 
and I didn't think people were going to take it super seriously. And then everyone's like, what? I'm like, oh, okay, let's reel this back in. Okay. But there were other people too that were like, because it started off as kind of like a, mm, yeah, like the, the deities of the moon will do whatever with you. I don't really care. And then people were responding with like Artemis, Apollo, sad, devastated. They're hurt right now. And I'm like, okay, well, let's actually revisit this for a second. Deities can't usually be hurt in that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was like a weird, like a, just that kind of tumbling of information that then gets skewed from person to person and then ends up on the news and that's what people see of witchcraft on tiktok is a very prime example of how things on tiktok work in a lot of situations yeah well one thing that i did notice when it came to um the the hexing of the moon and the cursing Mm -hmm. stuff like there, there were people saying like my altar to Apollo, like there's no charge now and stuff like that. They've all left, and and I found it very interesting because at the time that that was a huge thing on mm-hmm. TikTok and in social media, our coven was actually rereading the Gospel of Aradia or Aradia. Yeah, and it it's like not uncommon practice for Italian witches to be like. Curse you'll be, Diana, lest you show yeah. it. And, and we were reading this, and I was like, Well, I mean, that that's also something. I think that's a carryover from older practices. Oh, yeah. Like in Greece, mm-hmm. like throughout the Mediterranean, that was kind of common. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, with, and there's kind of this thing where I'm like, with any goddess of sovereignty, when you challenge them, they're probably going to be like, cute. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know? And so, so it was very weird to me to see all that because uh-huh. people were taking it so seriously and not actually doing any historical research into like how older cultures would actually threaten to curse yeah. bodies. Yeah. And I mean, we don't do that anymore, particularly mm-hmm. in our tradition. We don't do that. We, <laughs> we, we did a ritual where we actually just took the ritual out of a, a radio and we're like, let's, let's do this. Let's experience yeah, we, this. Yeah. We wanted us to try one because we, we include that particular book in uh, the learning information for our coven dedicants, but it's nothing I think that we've really. Yeah, I, I, that book is really for for me. I, I read that book and I'm like, you know, this is this is really probably at least eighty percent fiction. Yeah, yeah, that's what you know, like, terrible. You know, yeah, you know, and so yeah, so it's kind of one of these like, you know, like this kind of gets us maybe a little more familiar with some of these stories, but like we really don't want to base practice off of this. Um, yeah. Turning back to, I mean, and that's a perfect example, the way that you kind of explained that situation around like the moon hex as that was kind of circulating through social media about a year mm-hmm. or so ago. Um, one of the things that I really enjoyed in, in watching you, um, you know, kind of kind of address, I, I will just say your audience, like the people that kind of tune in to, to, to watch what you're, you're doing um, is you, you seem to have a really like a very collected, a very calm, and, and just a very educated way of approaching the people who are paying attention to you. Like you're, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen you get caught up in any of the drama that circulates. I don't know, I'm sure, maybe you have those moments. I don't know, I'm sure we all do, right? We all have those moments. Um, but but I love, I, the, I love the way that you approach your, the people who follow you. I love, I love the way that you handle that. I love the way that you deal with information. Even as you said, even as you were trying to combat misinformation, mm-hmm. um, you, you seem to be like, you're just, you're very put together in the way that you handle that, which, um, which I love. Cause I, I see some of your videos around some of the stuff you talk about. And I'm like, this person is 
way way calmer and way more mature about this than I would be. Or me. <laughs> Oh. Well, well, I oh, <laughs> I, think, I think I think Frankie does something similar to, to to something that I do, where like I'll I'll get something ready and like it's about to be fiery, and I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like, it's not worth it, and then I delete it. I do I do, do that. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Well, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> I deal with a lot of it kind of off the internet because I've never seen anything beneficial come from. And from any creator, from getting really angry and upset about something publicly. The only times that I've kind of done this is in situations where my friends are being like targeted by racists or white supremacists. Like we had a situation where my friend was getting doxxed by white supremacists and I made a whole, I made a video and I was like, you motherfuckers, what the fuck? Like no one is talking about this. Let's not do this. Um, But I get passionate, but I think there's a difference between passionate and just going off the rails upset on the internet, which I've never, I don't think, I've maybe have done one. (laughs) I'm like, I try really hard to appear calm collected and with like all my sources in check, because a lot of times I see people not do that. And what ends up happening is they come, you know, like, here's this information, da, 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 da. And I'm like, I know for a fact this isn't true based off of like a Google search. So that's not good. Um, And I try to not do that. And a lot of times I think people see my videos and they're like, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. I'm like, no, actually I went on like a five hour resource dive last night on this topic. So I think I'm pretty adept in this area for right now. But yeah, it's difficult, but also it's done well. Um, I'm definitely an emotional and passionate person and I tend to just be like, all right, I'm going to deal with this over here and we're not going to show this to people. <laughs> okay. But oh, yeah. I think, I think that's great. That's, I know that that's, that's a way, more people should be handling their, their stuff like that. He's talking about, me. um, I should be, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm including myself in, the, in that. Um, well, so, okay. So back, back to, you know, my prior question around, um, you know, just just being as open, perhaps you know, with with sharing mm-hmm. as much as you have, um, is is there was there is there a maybe still to say is there is there ever a moment of like fear or concern that you have around like oh my gosh I I can't believe I'm going to put this out there. Yes, because well, and some ooh, I dropped something, but sometimes it's a moment after I put it out there when I see people's responses or I see some of the things that people perceive or the assumptions that they take from a video of mine like I made a video a while ago talking about the deity that I was working with as Cronanos was not Cronanos it was Lucifer from like the Italian Reconstructionist and someone was like so you don't know how to identify deities and I'm like Ah. no Mm, no and it got into a whole thing and I'm like I'm not sure where you're getting that and they're like well you just can't tell what they are and I'm like so it's an it's a weird sometimes I just see the way people react to my content and that makes me pull back a little bit a lot of the times I'm like okay I'm not gonna post as much about this or be as open as I usually am for a little bit because I want this person to just not find something else to latch on to um and I've definitely become I think more guarded as I've continued my practice especially getting into like Italian folk magic because I don't really feel like people need to 
know a lot of my personal practice in that area and also yeah. my ancestors would probably throw a shoe at my head yeah. if I shared some of the stuff they tell me <laughs> yeah but it's just one of those things where I don't want to overshare but I don't want to undershare and I'm very honest and open when people request it and a lot of the time but there are definitely I've gotten to the point where there are certain things where I'm like all right this is just gonna stay over here and we're not gonna put it out there if that makes sense yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you feel at this point with the kind of, again, I want to say like the audience that you have and as someone who is, you know, is an influencer, is a creator, as someone mm -hmm. who, who has been, you know, so effective at reaching so many people with what you are doing, uh, do you still feel at this point in your practice? I mean, are you still finding that you are being influenced by others? Like, are you still are you still seeing things out there? Mm -hmm. Like even, even social media where you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I could, I could see like incorporating this into my, into my practice. I sometimes do. It's not as big as it used to be okay. when, when God phoning is kind of a very big thing on mm -hmm. TikTok and people yeah. kind of like claiming these things with deities. I was sitting there like, I can't do that. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Like I, I like I identify as a medium and I was like, I don't know what's how people are doing this. Like I don't have this experience whatsoever. But when that was happening, it affected me almost in a negative way because I was like, ah, is this normal? Like I can't tell what's going on. And it was so prevalent on TikTok that I was like, I felt bad because I'm like, I can't communicate with my deities in that way. Mm. Um, nowadays, it's more like I tend to, the more private I've gotten with my practice, the more, the less influenced I am by other people about my practice. Okay. And part of that is definitely like, I will incorporate like a nice little spell if I see it. And I think like, maybe I'll work through it and change it a little bit if I think it could really benefit me. But at this point, a lot of my information and my spells come directly from my deities or my spirits and they give me instructions. So it's, I don't really have a lot of wiggle room for like gotcha. okay. randomly taking something yeah. from the internet in that case. Yeah. But we can, we I think we can appreciate that. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. More, more times than not. I've, so <clears throat> I don't identify as a pagan. I identify as a witch. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. the, the reason being is uh, simply because I I don't that that term has been taken and misconstrued, and so when I'm working with my deity, the, the deity that I work with, Hecate, um, I rarely call Hecate in for spells. Mm -hmm. Rarely will I do that. I mean, most of the time, if I call her in for a spell, she's like, "Why do you need me here?" Um, she's like, "You got this. It's just a spell." But I've noticed that in my practice as well that i've gone from taking ideas from other places mm -hmm. and just kind of tr learning to trust my spirits yeah and in the past 10 years that's really been really prevalent for me yeah and it's really cool because that's how you get some of the most potent spells and i'm really bad at recording my stuff so I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm never going to do that spell again. You still do it better than me. I am really bad at just recording anything down. So it's like, so, how did you do that? I'm like, that's a good question. I, I am so, I'm, I'm honestly, maybe not so much from Ariana, but Austin though, we, one of the things we do when we teach, and I think you hear this in almost every class we teach is 
we, we, we drive this into our students is document your experiences, document your work yeah. so that you have a record of how you're growing so that you have a record, you know, and Austin's sitting here like, oh yeah, I'm not really very good at writing things down. It's like, hypocrite. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. I document my experiences. So I will document like a pathworking experience that I've had or I'll document something okay. like that. But if okay. I come home and I'm like, oh, I need, I need to, I need to do a, uh, you know, I need to re-up my wards or something. Yeah. And most of the time I'm just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I just okay. kind of pull that information. Gotcha. And I yeah. don't, I don't write it down. Okay. Um, I've been getting better. <clears throat> I've written You're down my incense recipes You're, now. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's... All right. So do you feel, okay. And this, this is, I think for some people, particularly people kind of in your situation, mm -hmm. I, I think this could be obviously, or will obviously be a little bit of a loaded question, but how do you feel, I guess, overall that social media and the interconnectivity that we have with the with the Internet now and just the the just the free exchange of information, you know, keeping in mind, you just you know, you talked a bit about misinformation a moment ago. Do you feel that social media and these kinds of things have actually been more of a benefit to the witch community or or? Do they have they caused more harm? Because I I know I personally kind of go back and forth on that. You yeah, know? <laughs> I would say that I definitely go back back and forth as well. And I think that there are some platforms like to me Twitter and TikTok and sometimes Tumblr has become more tame in a lot of ways. But like TikTok and Twitter are the places where things quickly like they just roll mm -hmm. and they just keep going. So to me, those are the platforms that need to be used and looked at more critically in terms of gaining information because okay. it's so easy for not only you to misconstrue something that someone is saying, but for someone to misconstrue something that you're saying and take it out of context. And it only takes like one person posting a video completely misconstruing something you said for it to tumble and then become a whole thing. So I see some platforms and I think the internet itself and its resources that it has on hand are amazing and super beneficial because there's so much information. Um, but I think that there's a lot of platforms that it almost becomes too much information and not enough vetting or clarification in a lot of ways. Like okay. there was a whole discussion on whether the evil eye, the talisman was closed. Like yeah. a closed practice, and I'm and yeah, I'm like, call that, yeah. I was like, oh, and people were in the comments being like, oh my god, thank you so much for telling me. And then there were people being like, what are you talking about? This is in so many different cultures; it can't be closed to just this. Yeah. But it was a really interesting time because multiple times I've seen things like this were said, and then everyone talks about it. It's like, is it true? Is it not true? When it could really just be like people could research it themselves and it could stop it in its tracks. But mm -hmm. I have, I, people don't normally do that. People don't leave the app to go search for information elsewhere, which yeah. I think is the downside of TikTok and Twitter as well. Okay. I, I agree. I agree with that a lot because there's so much information out there and you know, we all have our favorite creators that we'll follow or our creators that we're close to. Um, and, uh, a lot of these, a lot of young witches will take what that creator says as at face value. Yeah. And you have other people who are like, you need to, 
you know, research and do your own formation. But then you also have these other people who simply just aren't agreeing with what you're, what you're saying, mm-hmm. telling other people that, well, you need to do your own research. And it's like, yes, you know, the, 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 the bright side is that information is so readily available at the tips of mm-hmm. your fingers. But then it's a no one critical thinking. It's a <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's an entire discussion. Like, like with, with closed practices, mm-hmm. you can find out what is a closed practice with a simple Google search. And if you yeah. can't find that out, then you just g- go to a source that you, that, that is, Legit. find a practitioner of find that practitioner. specific practice yes or an elder yeah more, more likely you know um it, it it frustrates me it basically sums down to and it's what i usually always say when i'm in the podcast is people looking for that easy button yeah the easy mm-hmm. yeah, the I, easy yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I literally had a situation the other day where i made a joke about invoking venus uh to remember your skincare routine which i may actually try because that seems like a good idea. Yeah. But yeah. so then there are people in the comments being like, how do I invoke? What is that? How do I do it? And people in response to those comments, not even like responding to it, were just made another thread that was like, hey, if you're saying, how do I do it? Don't try this. Like, don't do it yet. Like, you're not ready. And then in response to those comments, people were like, wow, gatekeepers, they're yeah. really gatekeeping this. And I'm like, and I made a whole video and I'm like, I'm really confused because I thought it was common knowledge to not do something if you don't know how to do it, mm-hmm. especially something like invocation, which is relatively complex and also personal to the yeah. practitioner. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand, you know, wanting people to give sources or methods. But if you looked at the responses to these people's comments saying, don't do it, every single one of them had a method that they provided and a research that like research that they provide being like, you should do this, you shouldn't do this. But people didn't even look at the replies to these people's comments. And I'm sitting here like, I really recommend that if you're interested in something I say, you don't go to the comments of a TikTok section section to get information on how to do something like research it because I can Google invocation and get the meaning of it and what it is. And then if I do some deep diving, I can probably find an invocation for Venus because she's a more popular god, mm-hmm. a goddess, um, pretty easily. Yeah. But I was just so confused. And I was like, people aren't gatekeepers for saying that you should not do something if you don't know how to do it. That's how, mis- like, you can totally make that mistake and do it, but you're getting angry because it's it's like uh, if you are not a surgeon you probably shouldn't perform surgery or like if you don't know how to drive a car don't drive a car and these people are like well you're a gatekeeper and i'm like no i'm just telling you basic safety precautions like (laughs) well i just you're you're giving people common sense and and common sense much like critical thinking seems to be something that is more and more lacking well the term gatekeeper has become so so overused and, and, and mm-hmm. misused because as as a member of a closed tradition i'm going to gatekeep my tradition yeah that's what i'm gonna do um as 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 a member of the community i'm going to keep to keep the members of my community safe yeah you know just because you show up and you ask me using your example how do i invoke the spirit 
doesn't mean that if my spirits are telling me you probably shouldn't tell this person, direct them elsewhere, mm-hmm. that I have to give it to you. Just because yeah. you ask doesn't mean that information is readily readily available to you. It's also interesting how obligatory they like they believe that either me or the people commenting were obligated to not only explain what invocation was, but provide them with an invocation. Like it wasn't just like, it was a how. And I'm like, how is like protection, the actual invocation, what invocation is, how to banish just in case, like it's not just a something that you can get in the comment section. And I'm almost thinking, cause I've seen gatekeeper be used against a lot of people of color in the community as well, mm-hmm. when they are literally protecting their culture yeah and that in a lot of ways is something that it's become and then when someone says hey you probably shouldn't do this yet as just a basic safety thing people call them a gatekeeper and i'm like just because i'm saying that you shouldn't do everything all at once or do something without understanding what it is in its basic form doesn't mean i'm a gatekeeper and if it does mean i'm a gatekeeper i'm okay with that that's not a bad thing (laughs) Yeah. But it's an interesting kind of like, I've seen it a lot used really badly. Mm-hmm. And then when people, like there was a video made last year where they're like, a woman has a womb or like anyone who has a uterus mm-hmm. is closer to divinity and more powerful. And I'm like, we're not going to call that gatekeeping and transphobia and like a lot of messed up stuff, but we're yeah. going to call people in my comment section saying, hey, don't do this, you don't know how to do it, gatekeeping. It's just, yeah. there's a weird discrepancy with how the term is used and I really mm. don't get it. Yeah, that's, I, I think it's, it's that, that cognitive dissonance that people get when they just haven't had or cannot relate to a particular experience mm-hmm. or, yeah. or knowledge, yeah, so, um, yeah. Also, they just don't like being told <clears throat> no. Yeah, I don't think, any, I don't, none of us like being told no, right? Um, though, though no does mean no. I, I just, um, I, I experience it so much. Like, uh, we were, we were. I do tell you no quite a bit. Well, no, we were working the oh. shop uh, a couple days ago, and I had four people in the shop ask me, well, do a reading on me. And I'm like, no. Oh, well, then you just, mu- you, you just can't do it. And I'm like, no, I'm not on the clock right now. Like, yeah. Oh, so you charge for your services? Yeah, because it pays my bills. Are you gonna are you gonna pay my phone bill? Or are you are you gonna yeah. get my groceries? You know? And and so it really is frustrating when a practitioner sets a boundary mm-hmm. and then is labeled toxic gatekeeping. And I'm like, no, it's just a boundary. Yeah. It's okay. You don't yeah. need to know how I do everything. I you know, read saw, a book. I saw a tweet too that was like, if you're an influencer or you're someone with a platform you're 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 the educator in the situation you're obligated to tell people how to educate like and educate them and give them a resource and i was like mm. our boundary is non-existent to people on the internet because if i say i don't want to teach this person or give a resource to this person that doesn't mean that i don't have it or don't know it and even if i do there's not a problem with that if they're asking me something like crazy um but me having a platform doesn't automatically make me an educator. It puts me in a place of responsibility. And I fully understand that it puts me in a place of responsibility. It puts me in a place of influence, but that doesn't mean that I have to educate people on something, especially like I've had people ask me crazy questions. They're like, Hey, I dreamt of this. And then this happened. What does it mean? And I'm like, I don't know. 
I do not know. I yeah. that would take me a month to figure out if it happened to me. Um, yeah. But it's a weird. I boundaries not a thing on the internet. Yeah. 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 I get again. I think that's one of the things that has me. You know, on those days where I struggle with that, you know, I'm kind of like, I, I can't, this is, this has to be more harmful than beneficial for our community. It's moments like that. Yeah. You know, where I, you know, where it's, it really, yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of summed that up really well. Yeah. So what th that actually, you know, that, that maybe is kind of a nice segue to one of the next questions I have for you. Um, what, what do you feel? I mean, right now, and I'm not talking just within like social media, you know, uh, you know, kinds of platforms, but what, what do you, what, what would you say if there were a few things, one thing, however many, um, what is it that we, you feel we should be addressing more in our, in our community right now as witches? Honestly, uh, racism, yeah. because yeah. I genuinely feel like I've seen a lot of practitioners be like, racism is bad it's bad and i'm like okay look at this thing that's happening that's a product of racism and they're like that's not my business and i'm like Ooh, um, okay and i've seen it happen multiple times and it's not all the practitioners but it's a lot of like i feel like we should care more about things that are happening in the world mm -hmm. and we don't like the yeah. stuff going on with the line three protest right now that will directly impact drinking water for so many people and like, like hundreds of thousands of people will be impacted by this pipeline. And I, I cannot get people for the life of me to, ca to care outside of like my circle of people. And I'm like, so I understand that you wanna talk about tarot cards today, but can you take like five minutes and just talk about this? Because I've really only seen, no, I haven't seen a lot of people in the spiritual and witch community talking about it as much as they should. It's indigenous creators. And I'm like, you do not have to be indigenous to care about the land that we're on or the environment or fight for indigenous indigenous sovereignty or black um, liberation. Yeah. And yeah. even then, like I when there was a period of like when we were talking about the storming of the Capitol um, by white supremacist groups, I fully was like, hey, just a reminder, this is a thing that is still happening in our community because it is. And a bunch of Norse pagans were like, they're not Norse pagans. They are not Norse Edens. We are not represent like they're not welcome here. And I'm like, they yeah. literally are. They are literally bastardizing your theories and your symbols and saying that they are Norse pagans and you saying that you don't claim them doesn't help anyone. You need to actively make them uncomfortable in these spaces. Yeah. And I don't see people doing it. Like the same thing I saw someone with a lot of followers on Twitter say, um, racism doesn't have a history in witchcraft. And I'm like, oh, that's a lie. That is a yeah. full blown lie. Yeah. Um, especially in occult circles. There was a cult in that influenced Nazism and the Third Reich. Mm -hmm. When we look at Julius Ebola, big anti-Semite, big racist. Yep. Um, even Aleister Crowley, there was nationalist tendencies and racism and anti-Semitism. And when people say, well, and I'm like, well, witchcraft, maybe if we're talking witchcraft inside of the term of like folk practices specifically, like that kind of very bioregionalism, like tied to ancestry in the land, there may not be a prevalence of racism, but I also, the type of person like, everyone needs to decolonize their craft, please, thank you. Um, yeah. But people say things like that, and then people are like, yeah, 
there's no there's no racism here like it is not it doesn't belong here and I'm like okay but are you doing the work are you making sure that when you see these things you point it out and I've had situations where I reached out to friends in private then this happened a while ago but I reached out to friends in private and I was like hey this dude has a decent amount of followers and he has publicly written about a well-known fascist Nazi occult group. I don't know if he's associated. I don't know if he's ever been part of it, but I want to give you a warning that this is a guy who has like almost a thousand followers, Mm -hmm. 100,000. And I wake up a couple days later and this guy is on TikTok being like, Frankie's spreading a rumor that I'm a white supremacist. Chaotic Witchon is a liar. I'm not a white supremacist. I was a part of the organization this long ago, but I don't claim them or anything they do. And I'm like, okay, great. Great. I'm glad that you're not a white supremacist. I never said that he was. Yeah. And I did, told this to three people in confidence. And I later figured out who told him and how it spiraled. But that's and then I a bunch of people who had in the past put my friends in danger or said like one of them had been like you know what I think it's funny this person is being doxxed right now and I'm like they're being doxxed by white supremacists why do you think that's funny like I don't care it's like very conditional allyship and when this happened people were angry at me and I was like all right you know what if me telling my friends that someone has publicly written about a really bad Nazi group makes me a bad person like I didn't post about it publicly I didn't say anything I never mentioned his name but he took it to the internet and was like Frankie's telling people I'm a white supremacist I'm like I have receipts that say I do not but if you want to make this a thing instead of coming to me like an adult that's okay But that kind of stuff where when that happened, a bunch of people that I had put on like lists being like, okay, this person has done this to my friend, this person has been racist, all kind of sided with him. And we're like, this dude is doing real activism. Frank is a performative activist. I'm like, you're all white. I do not, you're, I do not care if you think my activism is performative at this point, because it's not for you. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff where like, I've also seen my friends who pointed out that someone was reading a openly fascist author without a disclaimer on the timeline get called bullies for calling out that. And I'm like, you guys are very, I I say you guys as like a collective spiritual and witch community. People are very much like racism is bad. Don't culturally appropriate, be super sensitive. And then when there's active signs and red flags of white supremacy or people being pulled into that area or people doing these things no one no like it's drama it's not like denouncing racism and i'm like whoa okay yeah what's going on here there's a disconnect between like the very woke like witch talk that's like don't do this because it's a closed practice don't do this because it's appropriation i respect that i think you should be aware and Mm -hmm. sensitive and desettle your practice versus when it actually comes down to someone having a platform who may be really problematic Mm -hmm. and may put people in harm's way and i didn't even i remember specifically being like i don't know if this dude is in this group or ever was in this group but he is publicly writing about it without an actual disclaimer on anything yeah and that's a red flag people get angry and they're like how dare you call someone a white supremacist when they were in the group and left and i'm like because they I didn't were ever, 
Yeah, yeah because like they were and I didn't do anything wrong by talking to close friends. No. That no. then one of them decided yeah. to give that information to him. Yeah. But yeah. That's I, 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 I get thing. that. I um you know, I I've had a chance to uh you know, previous you know, I I was pre previously in connection with a lot of uh, you know, BIPOC. Uh, you know, practitioners mm -hmm. and, you know, and my, my, uh, you know, social connections have grown as, as I've also kind of gotten more into, you know, some of the social media platforms over the last year and a half. Um, um, yeah, but, but there's a lot of conversation about performative allyship, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, yeah, that, you know, touching upon some of what you were just saying, I think that we're still seeing a lot of that yeah. in our community, you know, like no one wants to be called a racist no one wants to be included in a group of people that are problematic but mm -hmm. you're absolutely right when it comes to actually doing any kind of work um you know they disappear you know they, yeah. they, they lose their drive so yeah so that that's very sad i th I, I would agree with you I, though I, I do think that those kinds of issues racism um a lot of them you know like like uh you know like all the phobia transphobia i mean like these are all issues that i continue mm -hmm. to still see uh, kind of popping up in in different corners of our community, and um, and I think yeah. I mean, you know it's good that we we continue to talk about these things because if we don't continue to shine a light, they'll never go away. Well, they're never going to go yeah. away if, if, if if like Frankie said, if we uh, individuals who are actual allies don't make it uncomfortable for those mm. people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had I had an experience months and months and months ago. I had someone come in and they asked me uh, why I, why I, as a white person, don't work with or worship the Nordic deities. My response was, well, that's not actually my culture. Just because I look white doesn't mm -hmm. mean I'm Nordic, of Nordic descent, yeah. you know. But also, they never called to me. On top of that, even if they did call to me, I have the choice to say no yeah. because I don't agree with the massive, huge amounts of white supremacism that I see in particular facets of that. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was talking about that to a customer and they're like, well, can you give me an example? And I pointed out symbols like, well, this symbol is used and it's been co-opted, mm -hmm. which means if it's been co-opted, you no longer use that symbol because it's like, it's like yeah. trying to take back the original meaning of the swastika. The swastika yeah. is and forever will be now a symbol of Nazism, period, point blank. Yeah. And that's super mm -hmm. unfortunate for that culture that it was stolen from. However, that doesn't mean that you can just take it and reclaim it and then forget all about its nasty past at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I had this conversation with this customer and there is another individual who perceived that as me saying, all Nordic practitioners are racist <laughs> and therefore I have a personal bias and X, Y, Z. And I was like, and this was not brought to my attention. Instead, this other customer just checked out and went home and then mm -hmm. proceeded to contact the shop personally about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, if you personally have that latent racism in you that you feel I was calling you out and making you uncomfortable, I probably don't want you in my shop anyway. Yeah. But, yeah. but, it, but isn't it's that the, if the though? shoe fits? Yeah, exactly. If the exactly. shoe yeah, fits. Exactly. And I was going to say, and, and that particular situation, and it's funny, you know, to, to share a little more about this story here on this episode with, with our listeners. Um, 
our shop here in town, Cat and Cauldron, we actually, um, and we're and we we've had a, a, an opportunity to kind of have this talk with people in the community, you know, and kind of kind of you know kind of settle the water around this a little bit. But but th there was a while there where yeah, we were kind of being rumored to be like kind of like like anti Norse paganism in our shop, and um, mm. and the reason for that, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason for that was because of the uh, well, as Austin was just relating, the very outspoken way that we kind of handle. Uh, at least within that particular community, and in no way do yeah. I want to say that that other other little like you know other uh, groups within the pagan and witchcraft community that they don't also deal with racism. They absolutely do. Exactly. Um, yeah. But but in recent years, because of some of the the you know the rise of, of nationalism and white supremacy again here in you know you know the the, the public view. Um, you know the Norse pagan community has been like I think really like it's become really quite clear that that is a big problem for them um yeah you know and so and speaking out against that yeah we we were kind of branded like the the anti-norse pagan metaphysical shop or witchcraft shop in the area um which is funny or odd to me because much like you I, you know we we look at the context of the conversation it's like at no point mm -hmm. we say all norse pagans are racists at no yeah. point we say you know it it really is basically just acknowledging yeah and so those people that get upset in those moments i think you do you have to kind of look at them like you you took mm -hmm. this not only one it completely the wrong way too yeah. like you, you almost you, like you made this a personal issue so yeah so that kind of mm -hmm. gives me a little bit of a window into where you're really at and how you really yeah. feel about this stuff mm -hmm. yeah well and 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 in that particular situation i i even i even said if you find that this is a problem, then you need to speak out against it. You need to be more become more active against it, because mm -hmm. I have several friends and connections who would consider themselves Norse pagans or Norse Norse mm -hmm. craft practitioners, who I know for a fact are activists and are not racists. Um, yeah. But, but and they know that I'm I'm like you know what I don't vibe with that mm -hmm. because it's not part of me but listen to you bragging about all your friends i don't i have a little <laughs> bit <clears throat> well i mean <laughs> but I, had, I i in the same sorry go ahead i forgot i'm trying to stretch my back now sorry go ahead frankie go ahead well so what i was gonna say is i actually had someone comment on a post randomly like recently they were like I think only German people should work with Norse deities or like, I think only German people should work with Germanic deities. Hmm. And I just sat there for a second and I was like, okay, so let's break this down. And one of my friends responded with like, this seems fascist. And I was like, yes, because it's a very common like trope of the like pure blooded, like, hmm line can only work with certain deities so i automatically was getting red flags i'm like all right let's like let's break this down i'm like so you're aware that germanic is a whole set of peoples that doesn't just include german right and they were like yes and i'm like so your message doesn't make sense because you're saying that german people can only work with germanic deities but let's say a norse or individual wants to work with a germanic deity because norse gods are considered germanic Mm -hmm. But they, in your, in your mind, they're not allowed to work with them because they're not German. And they were like, 
well, English isn't my first language. And I'm like, but you understood what I was saying a second ago and now you don't. So <laughs> how do we, and okay. I literally out logic, it got to the point they were like, well, I just think like Germanic people should work with Germanic TVs. And I'm like, okay, so you're racist. Like, I'm glad that we got to that point because yeah. it wasn't making sense at first. Mm-hmm. But that kind of like, I'm going to break this down fully. And if you start teetering on what I see as red flags, I'm going to block you so you can't see my page. But otherwise, I'm going to see if I can actually get you to a point where you understand that your first comment made no sense whatsoever. But, and sometimes I take the time to do that. And sometimes I see a comment and I'm like, I'm not doing this today. I, we're not going to do, I'm just going to block you. I don't know what's going on. That's that's important too, because you're getting, you you have those moments (laughs) where, you know, you have to preserve your own peace too, right? Yeah. That, that's valid. Well, you Um, have to pick your battles as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I have so many people freaking out over my salty rant video on salt (laughs) and circles. So many people are freaking out about that. And I'm like, Y'all, I never said salt's not a part of witchcraft. I never said not to use it. I said that mm-hmm. most people are using it incorrectly. Yeah. Here's how you use it correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, or or ha- one way, because I'm sure there are other ways, you know, and I had someone, I had mm-hmm. someone trying, trying to just argue with me on these things. And I was like, yeah, well, I don't. the like selenite video that you did. Oh my <laughs> Lord, the selenite I, video. Ooh. Selenite is. I saw someone straight up be like, satin spar and selenite are not the same. And I'm like, they are chemically the same crystal. They are the same crystal, except for the way they form. Same with desert rose, except there's some sand in there. And someone was like, but they're like, so why do people get so upset when like satin spar is being sold, not selenite? And I'm like, because they think that they're different crystals, but they're not. Chemically, they're the same thing. So therefore, magically, they could technically have the same properties, mm-hmm. but a bunch of people were like, well, you need to make sure your, your, your selenite isn't satin spar. And I'm like, does it really matter? Because satin spar is more accessible and less expensive. So it's going to be better for people who have less accessibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and also selenite breaks super easily. It comes, usually comes in these flat little sheets yeah. that aren't really good for magical workings, whereas the fibrous satin spar can have these whole wands and these polished, nice looks and work so much better. And the sun is totally doing its own thing now. I'm going to try to scoot. That's okay. It's your halo. I can see you. You're good. Yes, yes. You had this. Yes, you had this. Uh, it's this, my halo. You had this. Yes, you had this corona around your head. It was like, it was like, ah. Oh. I was waiting, waiting for a choir I, of angels. Yeah. I, I feel very, awesome. whenever the sun hits me, the sun and the moon both come in on this window and hit me at certain points in the head. And I'm like, which one of you, I'm like my patron deities are Diana and Lucifer. And I'm like, which one of you needs something right now? So y'all are just coming at me. That's a, that's a cool way to, I, that's cool We way call to sunsets uh, Lucifer kisses. I'm going to, uh, there you go. Yeah. I love that. We, we I think you mean you. You. No. you. You? Oh, really? Yeah. That's it. That's a, a we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It's not a royal we. It's a, there actually is more than. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, before we move on to the next question, I have for Frankie, as it would relate to your your current your ongoing debate over the use of salt, I'm gonna say Austin that you're a gatekeeper. Um, <clears throat> damn straight, I am. <laughs> anyway, okay. Oh. So 
So I will this, Gandalf so this, this, this next no, you you don't need coffee. One of one of the one of the other cats has decided to manager to, number two to join us. Yes, manager. Oh, my rabbit two. knocked over my friend, my sister's latte, and drank the espresso out of it oh. the other day. Oh god, she she was okay. She's okay. also done. She's eaten a lot of things that she's not supposed to, and she's fully like she came into our lives after my grandma passed away, and we feel like she's like kind of a gift from oh, her in a okay. lot of ways. Like, but. She was all night running around. So like oh. she was fully, fully caffeinated, just okay. doing circles, trying to get food. And I was like, we're not doing this. You got to okay. stop drinking caffeine, yeah. please. I've, well, uh, it's, it's nice to hear, I, you know, I've, I've often actually, this is going to be odd or make me sound like a weirdo. And I am. Um, but actually, I've often wondered, like, if caffeine would affect animals in the same way that it can affect humans. So. It does. If de It depends on the animals, too. I know yeah. dogs are very sensitive to them. Yeah. Cats, not sure. Most cats, I feel like, at least my cat, doesn't eat anything that he doesn't want. Mm -hmm. Versus my rabbit will literally eat. She's eaten poisonous plants, electrical cords. Um, oh, she's, she's knocked over full cups of tea. She does like tea. We have to give her the herbal, but like, she likes the caffeine. We think she's like a little dependent um, <laughs> coffee. Um, she's, she's done so many things that she's not supposed to, and she drinks it. And then we sit there and she's like, I was sitting on the ground with a banana and she literally grabbed the peel of the banana and yanked it so she could get some of the banana. And I'm like, okay, listen little misconfidence we're not doing this today i understand that you've had some espresso you're a little hyped up but you can't do like you can't do this yeah. but she was fully like skirting around the house and i was like okay no more caffeine for you thank gotcha. you okay that's that's funny huh okay well that's good that answered that that's answered a question that i've, I've had want, in my own mind for I years now like play with how do, how do caffeine or how will does caffeine affect different animals so okay all right so i've 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 got my next question okay and this one i'm just you know for for you all here and for our listeners mm -hmm. this one is going to date me and i'll be the first to admit that compared to everyone else in the room and you too frankie i'm an old fart um but so so take that into account as i ask this okay so but my question basically is you okay as a mm -hmm. as a younger practitioner <clears throat> with a more modern kind of perspective mm -hmm. on not only witchcraft but also the world yeah. right um what would you what would you tell older generational witches like how how what would you have to say to those those you know i mean we could say like you know air quotes elders within our community right um I think so I genuinely feel like the elders of our community got a lot of unnecessary shit for like a decent amount of time especially on witch talk like okay. for some reason everyone was pitted against the elders and I totally didn't understand why and I've gotten to the point where I'm like I would really appreciate knowing what you have to say like I'm at that point where I'm like I would like to learn from you and I think that Others, especially, there's just a certain amount of knowledge that they hold that younger generations don't totally get. Um, especially me. I'm like still a baby in my practice, less than a decade, just kind of wobbling around, not knowing what I'm doing. Um, Good. You're being humble right now. I think you, 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 you know quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> I, okay. Yeah, I think that I think that there's a D I think at least in the modern practice, there is a deviation from tradition. 
but that deviation from tradition doesn't make the craft itself less powerful. I think that when you approach things like social media and seeing all the misinformation and seeing the way that younger generations sometimes misconstrue information, it's not all of the younger generation. It's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of them. I won't say that, but I think that understanding kind of how the younger generation, or at least me and where I am, I'm a, I'm a zillennial, I think is what they call me. I'm right in okay. between Gen Z and millennial. Gotcha. Um, there's a level for me that like, there's so much happening in the world and there's a lot of like, so much information on social media, so much information and happenings in the world, so much bad and good happening at the same time that a lot of the people that I know that are my age have a lot of issues filtering it out or how to filter it out. So sometimes we end up with the wrong idea or not really sure what we're doing. And I think that a lot of times people will find their way on their own in these situations, but it comes with a level of patience. Like I didn't, I didn't know how to filter out information for a decent amount of time. I was like, wow, all of this is really cool. And I would get super burnt out because I'm like a, I'm a highly sensitive person. I would get super burnt out by social media and everything yeah. else. But there's a way to approach the kind of modernization of witchcraft without looking down on it, which you don't look down on it. But I've seen some practitioners be like the younger generation. And I'm like, it's not just us. It's <laughs> like the world is modernizing and with it, witchcraft yeah. is modernizing too. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that traditions are being left behind. Like I'm still, you know, I'm learning the traditional Italian folk practice, super fun. Don't know what's going on a lot of the time in that way, but- <laughs> Most of um, it's a good thing. <laughs> but um, like the traditions are still there. It just may take some time for people, especially getting into spirituality because so many people are posting about it and talking about it to get to the point where they want to pursue a very specific area. Like a lot of people are like, I want spirituality. And when you log onto the internet, spirituality at its shallow end core is like, buy some carnelian, call it a day. Mm, You're yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it takes time. And I don't think that people exploring what interests them takes away from the practice. I think that it provides us with a lot more information to sort through, but we can combat that with some critical thinking skills, which I love. I love critical thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we all we all we all could certainly use a little more critical thinking in our life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love, I love that. That's I yeah. That 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 would be an amazing conversation and one that probably should be happening. I think a bit more frequently, particularly between those different generations within yeah. our community. So yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else you would like to ask? Um. No. Uh, actually, I I think this has been really awesome. I it, it's always a pleasure having having Frankie just add commentary um, for, for our listeners. I agree. Frankie I agree. is taking my Awakening the Witch class right now, and I, I I can honestly say that each student who who's made it this far has mm -hmm. given me little gems of just like oh yes they're happening it's happening they're growing and Frankie has has confided in me a couple of times about just certain things and i can honestly say um frankie has grown on me to uh -huh. to a point where i'm like please please come hang out with us at the shop and come come hang out please because 
there 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 was one time where Frankie was just just we, we were just chit chatting and and she was like I'm having this hard time with the pronouns are are, are she her or are they she they, her or they them I'm okay, okay. with either cool yeah. um where where they now I'm gonna get confused and flip between both of them it's gonna be a thing um where where they were like I'm struggling with this idea and I don't know how to how to like you know come to terms with it and we, we have mm -hmm. a nice conversation and i can honestly say it was refreshing it was refreshing to have a student not just have that conversation with me but confide in me because mm -hmm. a lot of the time students are intimidated i mean i have a lot of energy i'm a boisterous you're scary fairly aggressive personality Austin isn't scary to people who aren't scared by the intimidation some people are shy but i'm just kind of like all right let's roll like i i can I, we're, we're gonna just do this <laughs> i it's i i think i i i tease him when i say that he's scary but i i also and and obviously just based on your personality and and where you're at you're you know you're you know, you're, you're, you handle the interaction with him differently. But but I've noticed there are a couple of other uh, people, he mentioned the class, his Awakening the Witch class that you're involved in. Um, there are a couple of other students in his class that definitely have this like, oh God, Austin's kind of scary kind of thing going on. You know, like they're, they are, they're, they're, it yeah. almost seems like they're like, they're a little intimidated. Um, yeah, so I, I, so I don't know. I, it's, I, I always kind of get a little bit of a giggle out of that, but yeah. Uh, um, Sorry, Austin had to, to jump up and leave the room for a moment. That's um, okay. He'll be right back. Um, one one thing that, you know, and maybe this is a good a good point to, to kind of shift uh, gears a little bit, as mm -hmm. I usually say, but what what are you what are you loving and or hating about our community right now? I so, always love to kind of talk about this. I so I hmm, that's a really good question. So I've been a little bit more disconnected from the community than I normally am because of moving stuff. And yeah. I only have so much energy to give per day. Oh, yeah, and oftentimes yeah. I'm just like, all right, I'm shutting down. Your your earbuds are going in. We're not talking to anyone for the rest of the night, which yeah. does become a little bit difficult when it comes to my partner. Because my partner's like, do you want to call? And I'm like, it is 10 o'clock. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock at night. I am so tired. I will not be responding. Um, <laughs> um it's one of those things where right now i think i really do love a lot of influencers and creators who are standing up for what's right and standing up for certain things especially things that they're passionate about mm -hmm. um like my friend uh dat darling who's a thelemite made a whole hashtag talking about how defending occult books and a lot of people yeah. misconstrued it and took it the wrong way but what it was at its core is um really encouraging critical reading and reading books and not just looking at them and because there's a lot of things happening with like um uh, authors being blacklisted and books being completely canceled um in certain areas yeah no it's a thing i saw the lists it was a lot um yeah. but I'm, I'm a little just... familiar i i followed Dot darling also and I, yeah. I, I i know what you're talking about as far as the way that she approached that yeah yeah I was, I mean, and one of those things where I was just seeing her do something that she was really passionate about and it made me really happy. And I love when that happens. And I also love that. The other thing I love is I love when people come to me and tell me something that they're doing that they're proud of. Even if it's like in the comment section, someone was like, hi, I'm cleaning my altar for the first time in a month. And I'm like, I'm so proud of you. You're doing a great job. Oh, good. Okay. Um, 
what I what I don't like, I think, is the, what we talked about before is that cognitive dissonance yeah. where there's a lot of like people will comment things, be like, hey, can you talk about this? And I'll be like, I'm already talking about it. It just tells me that you're not seeing what I'm when I'm talking about it. And that's yeah. concerning um, or just there are certain things where like people are super, super for this, but then don't follow up in action. Yeah. Um, and when, you know, I also think that I'm, I wish more people had the kind of critical thinking, critical reading stuff that I value. Cause like, I, I, this is my little bragging point, but I was in the international baccalaureate program in high school. Oh, all right. But they basically were like, this is what critical thinking is. Here you go. So I learned it in high school and it helped me throughout college, but I realize not everyone has access to that and understand and knows that. And I see some people on some side where they're like, okay, well, you just are stupid. And I'm like, let's not do that. Let's point them in the direction of how to research properly and do critical thinking and everything. So I've actually like, um, for my Patreon this month, we're doing, or in August, we're doing a critical reading month where we're taking a book by Silver Ravenwolf and critically reading it. And going okay. through it with what we like and what we don't like and really picking it apart. Um, the other books were like, we had Crowley on there. Um, we had Cunningham on there. And we had uh, Phil Hine, Condensed Chaos. And that was just because he's got a hefty book. Yeah. But I think that there are ways to encourage how to research correctly and how to research in the first place and critical thinking within these spaces. And for the amount of people I see shitting on people who don't know how to critically research i don't see enough people actually following up with good information on how to do it okay um but yeah that was a little bit of a rant no 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 that that's that's what i asked you for no someone needed one and absolutely (laughs) no no and no and and that that's 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 that again that's that's legit that's that is Mm -hmm. a huge issue uh and one one that i also i see i I share you know that within you know concern for our community yeah so Mm -hmm. very nice so so i'm just curious and you know and and you know without digging into your your the details of your your personal life too much what's what's next for you you know you're in you're in the middle of a move or kind of wrapping up a move but as far as like like your next project or or Mm -hmm. kind of the next big thing you can kind of see yourself getting behind like what 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 is utah to come see us i'm going i'm actually going to try to visit utah and maybe california (laughs) and arizona because i have a friend in arizona so i'm going to try to do a trip at some point but i actually have a book coming out in october in the uk Wow. And in January and February in the U.S. So okay. that's my next big thing. And I can actually start talking about it now because we're like a couple months away. Um, okay. Before it was like the, well, can I talk about it yet? Can I talk about it yet? Um, but it's coming out in October. And I don't know if they're having me come to England or not um, to right. do stuff for it. But that's like super exciting for me. That's my excitement because I've always wanted to be a writer. And they're like, do you want to write a book? on witchcraft and i'm like fuck yeah i do let's yeah. do it um but it's called spells for change and it's what i created as basically what i needed when i was 16 a way to create a foundation for formulating your own practice so it contains things like protection cleansing banishing what we would consider the basic basics it talks about um 
a little bit of history of witchcraft. It talks a little bit about uh, the activism side of witchcraft and the history of kind of witchcraft and activism. Um, and I'm really excited because I, I don't know, I'm just really excited. <laughs> well, you absolutely should be excited. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a huge thing. <laughs> we're, we're, we are also, now that you've shared this, we're also, we're excited for you. That's really cool. Spells for change. Yeah. Okay. All right, Which, we're gonna we're gonna have to when that's available yes. here we're we're gonna have to stock that in the shop. Yes, are you um, allowed to reveal said publisher? It is. Um, so in the UK, it is Orion. Okay. They are kind of the UK sister of Hachette, which Hachette okay. is one of the big five in the US. And I don't know about the US publisher because I don't know where the deal and the signing of stuff is with that. So, but I do know that early next year is when the U.S. stuff is planning on coming out. So most of my promotion is going to start probably around uh, September, August, yeah. September, and it's going to slowly go and it's going to continue into January, February. Next okay. Year. Well, we, we yeah. may have to, we, we may not be able to wait. We may have to import some of those from the U.K. because we, <laughs> we, we actually, we, I... we, we, we bring books in from the UK now. So yes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I'm going to see yeah. if I don't know how it's going to work because I don't know. Because I talked to them about it. I'm like, how is this going to work with that giant chunk of time? Mm -hmm. And are people just going to be able to buy from the UK and go to the US? And they're like, we, well, I, I didn't answer my question because if the US has rights, they may not be able to get it into the US. It may have to stay within oh. the UK, which doesn't make oh. sense. And so I'm like, I don't know what's going on most yeah. of the time in the publishing world. It's super yeah. confusing. Well, well, and then you do, you get very different kinds of rules and things like internationally as well. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, yeah. and then well, I'm doing the, they have me do the audiobook. I get to record my own audiobook, which I am oh. super excited about. Okay. But nice. yeah. That, you know, that is so cool. I'm so excited to hear that for you. I think Thank that's you. amazing. And to, at least with, with just in with the short amount of time I've gotten to know you, that, that like, that make this makes sense. Yeah, like, this makes sense with all that you've you've done and with just the information that you put out there. I, th this like this, this this like feels right. I think. Thank like, yeah, you. Think this is really cool. I, that that's very exciting. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, um, thank you. Where where can people keep up with you? Like we 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 kind of talked like you're all over social yeah. media. So. Where I have my TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube is all chaotic witch on. Okay. And then I have a Patreon, which is in my link tree in my Instagram and TikTok for like our book club, our Discord. Um, my Twitter is Aunt Chaotic, I believe, because Chaotic Witchon was too long, which doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. But um, right now, also, I encourage people to visit my link tree and whichever one of my profiles you visit because I have information on the Lion 3 protests and everything going on. All these Instagram profiles you can follow, places to donate to help. Um, uh, raise bail for someone who has been arrested during the line three protests. Um, and that's kind of where I'm trying to point everyone right now. But yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. Well, we will also share, uh, some of those, those, those tags, those links to some of Thank those you. things when we, when we yeah. get this, this out there as well. And I, I will do what your video. Um, yes. And I, and I, I've not yeah. been on, um, I actually have not been on TikTok as much lately. I'm going to have to get into your channel and, and find that video. I will do the mm -hmm. same there for our followers um and we'll see what else we can do to kind of boost support with that uh, for Thank that particular you. cause but, yeah of course um, well it's it's been a pleasure it's been lovely, lovely. Yeah. Being able to thank you so much you. for having me it was wonderful so, well thank well thank you and um yeah we we look forward to keeping up with what you got going on next and i will and we're also definitely the book very cool yeah so, thank right. you well any any parting words austin no, 
Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, particularly the crazy craziness of a move. So yeah, of course. thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate you and I look forward to more more interactions to come. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta make sure I call the store to sign up for my class for next month. Oh, oh there you go. We're doing water. Okay, good. And I love water. Then so 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 just a little kind of plug. The Awakening of the Witch series was something that I <laughs> I started because I wanted everyone to have like a nice foundation. Um, the whole purpose of it was like, okay, so if you can get this taken care of and like you can understand these concepts, you'll be effective as a solitary, but you could also function in a coven coven setting, yeah. you know, which which is good because a lot of people want to join a coven. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and which, so, I, which I don't understand. I, I can get it from a point because people associate covens with community. Yeah. Um, okay. And yeah. so... So because of that, everyone in this, in this group has really helped me take and refine a lot of the information that I've been working with and restructure some stuff, um, particularly with some people who, well, with some of the students who are like, this is what I want to learn. And seeing the sheer effect of the, math, the, the, the group casting we did um, was really pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited to do water. I am anticipating a lot of crying because water is very emotional. Um, I'm very, I I mean, crying is fun. I'm down for crying. Crying is a (laughs) wonderful release. Austin Austin loves to make people cry. I don't love to make people cry, but I'm crying right now. Um, That's allergy, sweetie. Um, We have so many animals. (laughs) Um, So so I just look forward to that. And I want to thank you so much, Frankie, for, like I said, uh, taking time to do this with us. It's been yeah. really lovely. Yeah, of course. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I know it's around five, four, so it's four, it's four, like quarter after yeah. four here. Yeah. Yeah. We're having a nice Seven. little block party to, for our going oh. away type stuff oh. tonight, so I'm excited. Okay. Well, well, that, well that'll, be, that'll be nice. Yeah. But, yeah. I just had pizza All delivered, right. so okay. I don't eat pizza. <laughs> what kind of pizza? <laughs> Uh, we kept it simple today. We okay. are yeah. the type of people that shame our ancestors by putting pineapple on it. And that's what my yeah. mom does. We're 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 I uh, we're like we're the up. sweet combined with the salty. I don't know how to do. De- I don't. It makes me feel weird inside putting pineapple on pizza. <laughs> well, I, I, that's that's okay. You know, I mean, so every, everyone's got to kind of figure out where they fall on that. Pineapple pizza Frankie's debate. Like, yeah. <laughs> Frankie's like, yeah, I, can't Frankie's like I thought I knew you. you, you yeah. I thought you were Italian. There you go. <laughs> to be fair, I make a really mean carbonara. You do. So, okay. you know. That makes up for it. I make a mean carbonara, and I don't, when I make pizza, I don't put pineapple on it. But if I'm ordering okay. from a pizza joint, then I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I see, I can with, get that. Yeah. I can well, understand with, that. With the pizza that I make, I usually will do like huge slices of real mozzarella and stuff like that. And so. The margarita with the basil on uh, the sauce. Yes. There you go. Yep. Good, you gotta, good, you gotta good. find a good pizza place for margarita because if it's bad, if the sauce is bad, the entire pizza goes to shit. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, thank you. All right, thank you. Yeah, so much. of course. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna call it an episode, and right. um, yeah, thank you. Enjoy your block party, and thank uh, you so much. We will, we will. I'm sure we will be keeping in touch with you. Yeah. Yes. Right. Respond. Yeah. So I know which address to send a care package to for you. Oh, yeah. I, I got to figure that out. 
because I don't know my address in Colorado yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just let me know and I will send you, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. I will probably send you, so the incense are some of the most popular stuff in our shop. I, mm -hmm. I, I hand roll hand dip those myself and people love them so much that they have convinced me to make 10 more cents. So we're going to be carrying 30. Convinced you. Like, it was so incense. hard to convince me. It was uh, so hard? So, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, no, I don't want like, to. Oh, no, not Meanwhile, that. me between customers yesterday in the shop, this is going to be real awesome. All the smells are good. So uh, I will probably send you some uh, okay. of the newer, newer scents. I'm uh, going to be in the basement of my house, like 23 parents' basement, 10 out of 10. Um, so I can probably burn more incense than I can now because my sister's an asthmatic and she's across the hall uh, right now. Okay. So I look forward to the incense because uh -huh. I can just make my room smell however I want and no one will bother me about it. Okay. Cool. <laughs> really good. I like, think yeah. I'll just send Frankie some of the Belladonna. Oh, yeah, you better. Belladonna? I'm making yeah. a Belladonna themed incense. Well, I it think, won't I be think poisonous. When you're it done with, okay. you're done <laughs> one of the other one of the other creators that that I like on uh, TikTok is uh, Surf Surf Gorgon. Yeah, Surf. Yeah, I love Surf. Um, Austin's also he's he's formulating a Medusa incense. Oh, that's lovely. So I'm that thinking like so we need nice. we need to send some of that to Surf. I think. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I will talk yeah. to you guys at some point soon. Yeah. In the future. Yep. Right. I'll see you yeah. next Saturday. Yeah. We'll, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, Saturday. we'll, we'll let, we'll let you go. Yeah. Anyway, but thank you All so right. much. Okay. You have a good night. Bye. Thank Frankie. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, how do I do that?